podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ben Moran. Today's guest, we've got Ben Hatcher. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm good, myself. Good to see yeah. you, bro. You too, man. You too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Great story. In prison for 10 years. 10 years, Fighting. Yeah. Bit of a roller coaster. Biggest fight was in there, but now you're out. You've made a career into professional fighting. You've got your first fight coming up. We have. At the minute, obviously, COVID's causing a few problems at the minute. Obviously, I was meant to be fighting uh, under Alan Mortlock for the IBA. But... At the minute, obviously, COVID is the sand. Of course, mate, but you just got to keep your head above water. Yeah. Obstacles come. This is just another test for you, how you react. And it is what it is, but you're out. You're free. How long have you been out now? Uh, it'll be three months this this Friday, 17th of July. So start early. Ten, yeah, 10, 10 years, man. 10 years. It wasn't just prison. It wasn't just prison love. Obviously, it was um, it was mental hospitals. Obviously, the, yeah. obviously the most notorious was obviously Broadmoor, um, Ashworth. Yeah, obviously I did the high school prisons, but now I'm out. And yeah, obviously free, flying, free, bro. Yeah, flying, here, mate. You must be flying, yeah. brother. Like you said, when we spoke on the phone, law of attraction. You yeah, said, law of yeah. attraction must be working for you, yeah. brother. I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I always go back to the start with my guests, bro. Yeah. Where you grew up and how it all began? I all grew up. Obviously, I grew up in um, the south coast town of Eastbourne. I was born in Hastings, and I grew up in. Obviously, I, I had to travel around a lot in foster cares when I was younger. From Hastings, from Hastings to London, so yeah, I went back with my family, but you know certain things happened. It didn't really work out. So I got involved with the anti-social street life. Sort of found my comfortability there. I felt comfortable in that. I liked being around. I liked the dramas. I liked all the, you know, I was addicted to. It. I liked all the, the anti-social and bullshit lifestyle. And you know, I'm, I'm very. I'm one of them people. I'm very all, in or nothing. I'm like all or nothing. So when I was in it, I was in it. There was no like. I had no guidance about trying to do good things. It was all, my education was all antisocial. So. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, especially with abandonment issues. A lot of the people I interview who pretend to be bad men, you'll tend to see a lot as being bu- bullied or abused when they're younger. There's, yeah. there's always a link that the gangs and stuff, the violence is becomes, it's like a comfort. If you do bad things, you're accepted from like a gang, but it's the wrong kind of gang, if you know what I mean. It's, yeah. it's like you're doing things for approval of others. But it's difficult for such a young age because you don't understand that. No. You know what I mean? Were you kind of running wild then from a very young age, feeling yeah, neglected? Yeah, kind of like, you know, like I said, I didn't have any like really positive role models in my life. You know, there was one woman I did because my, my brother's mum, unfortunately, she passed and that was tough to deal with. You know, so I never really had anyone sort of so- solid in my life to sort of give me advice, give me, give me good advice. Then give me like trying to put me on a positive road, you know. Like I think with everyone, you know, I think the world, a lot of people, they wanna. It's everyone's quick to like sort of put people down. It's like the world again. I feel it's all like very sort of suppressed. You know, there's not a lot of people trying to build people up. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like everyone's. You know, what's the words? It's social. Everyone could be quiet and negative, and do you know what I mean? People like getting their like sort of comfy zone there's no one there to sort of, of build people yeah. up and I think you know a lot of things today which which I'm trying to do today is like things we're doing today is trying to send that positive message trying to plant seeds in young generation mm-hmm. on younger generations head like letting them believe look you can go and achieve things put that energy into what it is that you want to do I never had that as a kid my all my education was how to rob how to sell drugs how to violence and 
you know, obviously care home for me was quite difficult with Ryan. So I was always small and older boys, boys will be boys. So when I sort of got a bit older in my teens and, you know, when I knocked someone out, I thought, fuck, like, I can knock someone out. Like, you know, I got quite addicted to that, that sort of, yeah, man, I can, I don't know, we can fight, do you know what I mean? And people start saying about your name and you start popping, you're like, yeah, man, I'm getting known. It's not like I'm that small boy now. I'm someone like, I could fuck up your shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it sort of... Gives you a bit of self-worth that you can harm somebody, but also gives you protection. Yeah. Drilling fear into people will give you a sense of power where we're so fragile and vulnerable that we don't want to hurt anymore ourselves that if we start knocking people out, if we start stabbing people or shooting people, yeah. we'll drill fear into them that will leave me alone. Yeah. And it becomes an addiction as well. It's crazy. What about your schooling? How was your... Did you ever go to school? Nah, not really, bro. It was, I went there for a bit, do you know what I mean? I, went, I lived in one area, went to school in another and it was just sort of... Nah, I didn't really fit in. I always, felt, I always felt like a bit of an outcast. I always felt like a bit of an outsider. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never fitted in. Like, school definitely wasn't for me, you know? I don't know. I think the school system is very, very outdated and I think, you know, it's not for everyone. Do you know, some, some people... You know, people can do it, they can do the grades, but I was never interested in it. It just wasn't there. Like, you know, certain certain elements of it, certain traits, like certain classes, sometimes I just learn little bits and that. I'd find that it, I'd find that quite interesting. I'd be on it. See, I'm like, with the schools, if there was like certain, it's very structured, but if there was like sort of things for it, people's inclination, like different sort of subjects, different things people do where they could like focus on that, Maybe, you know, it would have been different. Yeah. Did you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that makes sense. All, like, all kids are, we're all different. Is yeah. Everybody's in schools, it's your creativity and individuality. Just because you can't crunch numbers or read certain things or you might not watch stand up in the class and read a book out or you might not be the best painter, but I never done, I don't fuck all at school. I'm dyslexic, but my vision is unstoppable. My self-confidence, self-worth right now is unstoppable. And yet I was told I'd never amount to nothing. Mm sure as fuck I'm fucking making them people eat their words now do you know what I mean but again I've just I, I feel blessed that it's took me 30 odd years to realise that I'm good enough and it's mm. difficult as a kid if you get put in a very small box then people judge man Les Brown I've said this quote many a times his teacher said to, he always says people's opinion of you doesn't have to be a reality teachers back in the day were telling you you'll never amount to nothing you'll do no good you can't learn in this class you don't know your times tables I don't mean shit that mm. some of the smartest men in this world have created the best things in this world are people who never stuck in at school yeah. you know the story of Einstein yeah it, it was one of like again on, on my change journey mm -hmm. when I learned about yeah. it it was like it was actually quite antisocial at school mm -hmm. when I first heard this I think I read it in a book by Robert Greene that um uh, uh which one was it Mastery so I was reading that book and there's there that story about Einstein and it was saying like he was quite antisocial at school. I was like, what? Einstein? He's like, you know, Mr. Genius, isn't yeah. he? When well, I think genius, I think Einstein. Yeah. And it was like, how he was antisocial at school. And um, it was actually, I think I kicked out or expelled. And he and like, some Swedish professor took him to the mm -hmm. special school and gave like, like, let him focus on his vocation, let him put all his, like, what is his inclination, yeah. which happened to be obviously quantum physics and that. You know, and he obviously changed the game changed from the there world, just man. because he was yeah. able to sort of not focus on all geography, this and mass and yeah. all this sort of other stuff. He was able to focus all his energy yeah. into what he wanted and what he believed and what he loved. And that's what it's all about is to find your passion. Yeah. We're lost, human beings are lost. We don't know anymore. We're so dumbed down, sitting at a desk, 95 from the ages of 
a kid, 93 at school, and then it's 95 and you become an adult, and then it's the alcohol kicks in, then it's the TV. TV's called a programme for a reason, it programmes your brain mm. to tell you that the world's a bad place, trust me, the world's a fucking good place, and if you don't think so, then go out and be good yourself. Mm. It's as simple as that, and you've just got to kind of change the way you think, change the way you look at things. Mm. We all attract what we think, which we'll touch on later on, but... Yeah, Einstein does say everybody's a genius. Everybody is creative, but just don't believe in myself enough. Nobody's mm. confident enough. Everybody wants approval. Everybody wants to ask people for, can I do this, can I do that? But fuck everybody else. Mm. People ain't going to tell me anymore. I'm fucking sick and tired of it. Now I just create. Now yeah. I just do it. I know it's going to be the best. People can look and say it's cocky, arrogant. I don't care. I'm confident. It's took me 36 years to get to where I am now, but this is only the beginning to where I'm fucking taking things. So I understand what you're saying, and especially... Schooling, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing, but people a lot the majority of people go to university don't even use a degree. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Some people think they go to university and they think they're better than everybody else, but they fucking ain't. Mm. It's how you treat others. That's that shows your currency, how you become a better person and change from your mistakes. So when you were going through all your your schooling in and out, we in homes and stuff as well, teenage years. Well, the first time, yeah, See, I did a I did some first times when I was younger. Obviously, growing up, so I had to do that. Were you drinking or anything, smoking weed? When I started getting to my teens, when I was like, because the foster services like abandoned me. If I like mega money, and I sort of like opened some investigation, I was like, you know, the foster services dropped me at fifteen because I was turning sixteen. I'm sure there'd be some sort of like, hold on, they weren't really meant to do that, but they did drop me, and that's when my brother's mum took me in. My, my foster brother's mum took me in, but I had charges hanging over me from violence, salt police, and. I don't know, I was just catching all these different sort of charges out on the street, mm-hmm. but most of them was all like violence orientated. So, when did you first go to prison? 16. Young offenders for um, ABH. Yeah, it was ABH. What did you do? What, what sentence? Uh, eight months to four. So How was that for the first time in the YOs? Uh, what did I go? Was that for Hunt, Hunter Coombe? went to Hunter Coombe. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what to expect. You Scary, you, mate. You see, all the, you see all the sort of programs and all that. You just don't know what to expect. Yeah. You got, I'm, I'm from East Us. I'm from the South Coast, bro. Do you know what I mean? In them sort of jails and that, it's more sort of like cities like London, all them sort of places. So, like, there's a lot more guys who know each other and all that. So, again, I'm going up there. It's like a school thing again. I'm going up there. I don't know anyone. There's not many people from my area like in these jails and that. I'm just seeing all these new faces and that and then obviously you get people that wanted to test you but the thing is I never I never stood I always said to myself I'll never be a victim inside I mean I'll never lay down for anyone I'll never I would always stand tall and that was always very strong to me inside so I thought you know if I get weighed in I get weighed in but I'm always going to stand tall inside I mean I had a difficult time with, with bullying when I was younger but when I started getting to age I realised this and I can fight I can have it I wasn't going to let anyone take the piss and obviously I got into a fucking lot of trouble inside because of that attitude but yeah, you know. Why did you think you had to fight so much? Because you didn't want to be bullied anymore. I don't know. I changed. I think I might just have one of them looks about me to be honest. But I think it is. <laughs> the amount of times I got started on the inside, bro, it's unreal. Like over the street, this shit. I don't know if it was my size, my look, my friend. I don't know what it was, but I just fucking something, can it? I yeah. must have one of the faces, bro. Like, literally. <laughs> but again, when, if you say if you were short and stuff as well we, you tend to see people do put on a swagger yeah, as yeah. if they say look I'm fine but then that becomes a target for yeah, the yeah. bigger boys there's fucked up man the way humans think especially in prison as well that's yeah. it's crazy man the method of thinking but that is what it is and it's sometimes 
you can't change it unless you actually see other people changing. Mm. But you have made so many changes, man, yeah, to run. get what? to where you are today. But when you were going through the YOs, when you get out, what was your life like then? Did you have a place to stay? Did the your friend's mum still take you in? No, unfortunately she passed. Sorry so to that, hear that. that. So that was, you know, very... You know, Difficult time. Yeah, it was. In that time, it's still just yeah, still raw. Yeah, I feel for my foster brothers and all that. It's 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 hard one, but yeah. But then I I still try to shoot. I try to shoot life in these after, and obviously I got involved with with a knife crime myself. So um, it was more of it was more protect. It was a protection sort of thing, but you know, at the end of the day, I did what I did, and I take full responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like you know, people wanted to attack me, you know, I defended myself. I didn't. I didn't defend myself. There's, there's, there's a time when you could stop. I didn't stop, and I have to live with that. You know. You know so. Is that how you got your ten? No, that's not. How I got the ten. I got the. I got. I got out after that. I got out, and um, obviously I was recalled. Um, I was recalled, and then when I was inside, that's when there was a lot of problems. There was a lot of issues. Obviously, man, I had to go to prison. I went to go to Broadmoor. You know, like my label is. Like I'm the only guy I kicked out of Broadmoor since Bronson. That's my label. And obviously, you know, with the Amazon Prime film that's coming out, obviously all the information, what happened, this, that's all going to be, you know, it's all going to be revealed. Why? But my story's very sad, James. You know what I mean? People might just think, oh, like, is he one of them sort of thugs? Is he one of that? It's not. There was, a, there was a massive battle for me inside. You know, I got put in, was it wrong or right Why I got recalled? You know, I didn't do nothing, but... One shot on license, and you get recalled. When you, you get arrested on license, you just recalled without sort of um, court or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What did you get recalled for? Uh, ABH. Second time. I think I've got about eight of them on my record. Mm -hmm. Have well. like, you? Yeah, like I caught yeah my 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 previous at that sort of time. My teens was yeah it was quite bad. So how did you get your ten? When I was inside. Again, it was all problematic behaviour. Like again, from because I can't say too much because obviously the Amazon Prime yeah, yeah, film, yeah. obviously, yeah, you know, but um, the charges from escape attempt to there was a G, I think there's a GBH um, alleged hostage taking, what they call it, false imprisonment. Um, yeah, so obviously the sentence I received was uh, indefinite. It was. Um, it's called a section thirty seven forty one. There's no release date. There's no there's no day you'll get out. And um I remember a doctor said to me once, he said, You're never getting out. He said to me, You'll never get out. He said, You're lucky to get out before you're forty. So So that's scary. Did that not scare the shit out of you? Or did it make you more rebellious? Well, I was twenty two at the time, yeah. innit? Yeah, I, mean, mm -hmm. got, I was like, when am I going home? He said, You ain't going home, like I mean you'll be lucky to get out of your forty. I was like thinking, what the fuck? Like all them things that I'll never have, never be able to do. Do you get what I mean? It goes through your head and Obviously, you know, we all know the saying, it's fight or flight. So for me, it was just fight. So all that emotion and anger I was carrying, I just fought the system. And obviously, you know, I had um, a lot of, what's the word? Um, there was a lot of tension between me and the extremists inside. Obviously, the excited, you know, back in prison, I was attacked for, for no reason for having a British bulldog on my left. But, and it says Tottenham, so it represents, like, you know, I, I used to love boxing, I spoke Tottenham, it was like a combination but um, they they took it as something else, and yeah, I got attacked quite severe in prison. I saw one of the guys uh, 
when I was in Broadmoor and I got my own back on one of the guys. I think orchestrated it, but I didn't realise he was high up in the old fucking guy either. Do you know what I mean? It was another hook guy. It was no member of the hook. Yeah, yeah. It was all his little firm. Mm -hmm. It was all his firm that was inside at the time for all these mad fucking charges. I didn't even know. But um, I just see it as like, I don't really care if you, if you, you, it was this or that, you're part of this or whatever. The way I saw it, like, you lot attacked me for no reason, bro. Like, it's like, so I'm going to get my own back. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like, I don't care what you're representing, what what you're part of. You orchestrated four people to come on my soul, kick my teeth out, break my ribs, and fuck my, my eye socket up. So it's like, and I, I remember, because he used to, like, lead all the prayers and all that, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to get you back. And I bounced the cricket ball off his head and when I was in Broadmoor. Not a cricket, but yeah, cricket ball. You know how heavy they are? Yeah, that's like heavy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah imagine yeah. something, imagine that, like, mm -hmm. full on the thing. Like, and obviously they just took it, they, they wasn't happy. Did you ever see psychologists in that at the start of your sentence? No. Never? No, no, no they just trying to talk, but I just didn't, I didn't entertain nothing like that. I was just, I was young, I was broken, and I was struggling, and causing dramas was my, was my release. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... What, when you got to Broadmoor, how did that come about then? To go to psych, is it psychiatric? I remember I said that when I did engage with the psychologist, mm. and um, oh, you're like this one. This, 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 you know when they say like when the penny drops. Mm -hmm. You know when people say like you know, we meet people that have changed, and they all say when the penny drops. I remember when my penny dropped, and you're like this. I think you see this. So do you remember the Mayweather and Pacquiao fight? Yeah. Yeah, so it was gonna, everyone wanted these two people to fight for years, didn't they? Manny, Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather, mm -hmm. who would win, do you know what I mean? And um, obviously you had like two sort of, you had two people fighting for two different sort of, they represent two different things, you know, Mayweather obviously, is, you know, massive respect, you know, he's amazing at what he does, but you know, he's very like, ego is very like sort flamboyant, of flashback, yeah. yeah, flamboyant. You got Manny Pacquiao, you know, he's very involved, you know, when civil war, you know, civil war stops when he fights, he's involved with his government, you know, he comes hard from poverty, like, mm -hmm. I don't know whether it doesn't come from money, but he, you know, he's earned it, he's proud of it ever, but you've got two people, and Pacquiao's like, you know, we, could, we, got the, we got the world on the tension on us right now, we can make a difference. And I just don't think Mayweather really entertained it, and, mm -hmm. and it was like the psychologist said to me, you know, you've got two different people fighting for two different ways, like, what is it you're fighting for? And I remember sitting in my cell that night thinking, what the fuck, like, what, what am I fighting for? What am I doing myself? What am I doing in my life? Like, and then um, I saw the Zen monk. Now this saw was talking Zen monk and he was saying about how letting things go with emotions and he got me meditating. I thought, what? Just sitting there all quiet and shit. I was like, come on, bro, I'm not really into all this, innit? And he's like, no, just try it, let it go. And all these fools, I've got quite an active mind. I'm like, da 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 And um, yeah, I started doing that, letting it go. And I just felt there was like a bit more. And then I come across this book, The Key to Living Law of Attraction. And I read that. It was like everything just started making a lot more sense. And in my life, it was like when I started realizing the whole law of attraction, I just, you know, I, I wrote, I was in segregation. The last time I saw with someone was seven years ago now. And um, I was in segregation. And I read this book and that. And I just thought, wow. And I started writing all these things that I want to achieve. I want to write these goals. I want to write these. And I sat there with the universe. I got in that whole meditation spot and I sat and I, and I did. I said, you know, I know I was being brought more on that. And I told people I spoke with the universe. The universe didn't speak back, but to me, it was very spiritual. I, I sat there with the universe and I made a deal. And I said, listen, I will never hurt another human being 
obviously without such sports with the boxing, like in a you know in a malicious sort of way. If you help me achieve these goals I've got, you know what I mean. And sat there, and ever since then I still had a battle. You know, they they told me I was never getting out. You know, they told me I had to go through for like um a tribunal what they call a parole every year. But I'm ticking these goals off. And some of them were little and some of them were big. Do you know what I mean? And I'm mm-hmm. just ticking them, ticking off. And the universe, like, people start coming into your life. It's fucking crazy. You, when people, you look all this stuff on YouTube, your law of attraction is so true. If you put that belief, that conviction into it, and you really have set what you're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. the universe will, you will attract that into your life. Yeah, yeah. The law of attraction, people think you just think it. You must believe it. You must believe you already have it and then work your ass off to get it. Yeah. The people watching this have got to understand everything that's created in this universe has started off with a thought, whether it's this microphone, whether it's that chain, whether it's the cameras, whether it's an aeroplane, somebody's thought, I'm going to do that. It started created by one thought yeah. and if you tell people that, people will speak you out of it because they don't know your journey. They don't know the goal. So you've got to protect what you have and if you believe in it so much, any, anything can be got anything yeah. can be achieved one thing you said there you, you gotta believe you have it there's a difference I, I'm, I, sometimes I say to people like um, I say what are you gonna have in five years and they start telling you what they want oh I want this one mm-hmm. I want, I want, I want, I want. and that's where they're going wrong there's two words there's want and there's have the minute you believe you realise no I already have these things I yeah. have this there's a big difference between ha- putting your energy into mm-hmm. having it and wanting it yeah definitely you must just believe you already have it and the Everything has frequencies and energies, and I keep saying it. And the more people will watch, the more people will understand that mm. you are what you think. It's as simple as that. You are what you put out there. The life you're living the now, you've created it. Yeah. Whether it's a life of chaos or whether it's a beautiful life, it's it's what they want. It's what they created. You sitting here, you've created that. It happens. Yeah. Just visualize, and it's yeah. you must believe it though. We've got so many distractions. We get into a car, and it's music. We go home, there's fights and arguments. We get into work, it's noise. Mm. When you sit and meditate and listen to your thoughts, it's scary because it's a hundred mile an hour. Yeah. When you actually try and quiet it down, that's what people don't realise because people's lives are full of chaos. They don't actually realise how overthinking they are. Mm. I always say disease causes disease. And if you're thinking about the past, you will bring yourself pain, misery, fear, distractions. Same as concentrating on the future too much. It's mm. trying to bring yourself into the present moment, which is difficult because again, it's the outside noise. We just mm. don't know what to do. We don't know how to... Think right, everything's just created through, you are what you eat as well, you are what you speak. You speak, if you speak good, you will attract good. And if people gossip and shit, listen to how your phone calls are. If you have pals are phoning you want to get mad with the weekend, if their relationships are breaking down, if you hate your job, they ain't people. They ain't, that's the people you want to inspire to because it's black magic as well. If they're speaking like shit, they're going to feel like shit. And if you're taking that in, in your conscience mind, you're only going to start attracting that as well. So, it's try to distance you. It's scary. Change ain't fucking easy. It's no. so scary, man. And it is a lonely journey as well to start making changes to better your life, but it can be done. 100%. Your prime example. I'm the law of attraction yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm When did you really start believing it? When was that moment you say, okay, this is working? For all your life of misery and pain and realising that you're in there, you might never get out. When did you realise, what was that moment? This is working. I'm going to change. And I sat there with the universe and I said, I've got this channel. I, when I visualised it, I just I felt, I felt it. Do you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. see one girl fight until I thought, yeah, I know I can go and be there. And I'm making a difference. So I, I just, I just I see it in my head. Did people think but, you were crazy? Yes. But they thought you were crazy they anyway. They message me yeah. on Insta, they mm-hmm. message me on social media now. 
I get staff, I can't I'll name them, I'll get staff messaging me, FaceTime me, say, oh, what you're doing is amazing. I don't think they're fucking allowed to do that. I, I used to tell these, <laughs> I used to tell these people, like, I'm a fan, tell you I'm going to do this. And there's lads that still away, yeah. And like, they're part of me, like, they feel it. And they're all written. I know I still keep talking to people that show me love when I was away. I don't forget them. I don't forget the little the things that when I was down, people would say something to build me up away. You know, some of these guys are never coming home. And I haven't forgot. I still send them DVDs and I still answer that phone to them because what I'm doing that is for them and that as well. It's, for, it's giving them sort of hope. Yeah, giving them hope. And they're feeling it and they're buzzing for me. They're not hating them. I'm doing it. They're all like, it's like they're here with me. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's when I told them all I was going to do this. And I always talk about it all the time. James, I said, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to find a telly. I'm going to make a difference. I know I've got a story. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and send as many positive ripple effects out there I can. And, mm -hmm. you know, how do I know it's working? Um, how long did you do in Broadmoor? I did two years in Broadmoor. In two years. In what was that like? What was it like in Broadmoor? Yeah. When you've got every extremist trying to kill you. Mm hmm when you've got people just want to beef, when you when you got like I got you know hot water and stabbing weeks of being there, when you've got you're 21, 22 hours, you know I mean you got no one, like it's done, it's game over, it's another world, it's hell, you know what did was it, was it Bronson say? What did Bronson say about Bournemouth in his book? You have to like before you put out there, check the quote. It was saying like if I could live in hell and rent out Bournemouth. I'd, was it, I'd live in hell and rent out Broadmoor to my enemies. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Roy Shaw. I, mean, I still remember when I read his, but I still remember the quote. The nicest thing that I can say about Broadmoor is I survived it. And I, and I, and I, and I support that quote. But you were one of the youngest in there? Well, when I was in Broadmoor, I was the, yeah, I was the youngest. I, never, I didn't meet anyone there who was younger than me in Broadmoor. Is there a lot of medication in there for people? Or is there a lot of... Yeah, of course, medication. You don't take that medication and stick a needle in your ass, bro. You kick off and stick a needle in your ass. <laughs> I mean, so... Did it feel hazy being in there? Was it everything a daze with the medication and shit? Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like I'm, a I'm, I'm mentally scarred mm -hmm. from what then. And I think what we were talking about earlier, like the first tattoo I got out when I was James, like, you like this one? The first tattoo I got when I got out, yeah, I got this within days. This is PTAW. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it means? No. Prove them all wrong. Yeah, yeah, I like, like it, bro. That's yeah, the first yeah, tattoo yeah. I got when I got out. Mm -hmm. Everything I said, you know, when I was there... All that hate, I have a lot of hate from Bournemouth. Don't get to it, I've got hate and I've got a lot of negative there. But I, what I do, I channel all that energy to drive me and I know what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Even that's what I say, I'm going to prove them all wrong. When I when I told them I was inside and I said, look, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. They yeah, laughed and you know what? And now they're sitting there thinking, what the fuck? Like, what's this guy doing? This guy ain't been out three months. And I met K-Coke last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of K. Cole. Like, I used to listen to his music when I was away, and we was talking of attraction as well. Mm -hmm. And he's believe it and that, you know, he believes in the karma. And obviously, that interview's gonna be on the Amazon. But for me, meeting him, it was like meeting fucking Eminem or something. You know, I listened to Skeezer so much, his CDs were broke. I, I think I had to get, I didn't tell him this, like, I thought I'd try and keep it grounded. But I'm a fanboy. I'm a fan, <laughs> I love you, brother. Yeah, yeah like, I'm a fan of his. So when you say there's like moments, there's many times, especially getting out, I feel like, shit, is this, is this working? Like, am I fucking, do you know what I mean? Can I do this and that? And then, then there's moments like that, it, I know this law of attraction. When I, when I met, you know, Liam Galvin, who, um, like, this is how the filming, like, do you know how, like, the whole Amazon yeah. thing started? So when I, when I started about wanting to write my book, so I rang up, like, a ghostwriter organisation and now, well, the thing is with writers, these ghostwriters, they um, they have like multiple jobs. So some of them are journalists. 
So when I got talking with this ghostwriter, they were really asking their questions and etc. And I said, I want to write a book about Old Church. And I was at this place, that place. And I did mention that name, Dale Cregan. So I was like, I was in there, you know, I was in there with these, all these sort of people. You know, we were just talking. Uh, maybe I got caught slipping when he was asking questions about writing a book. Anyway, that when I'm in, I, I was in a medium secure hospital in Howlsham called the Helen Center. And you get like a pay box on the ward. So it's like a lower secure now. I've made it out of the high school, so I'm there. And um, yeah, anyone can ring. Anyone can ring this pay box. So the phone box has rang and the patient's come up and you know, someone's rang the phone for you. So I've gone up and it's a guy. It's a guy from the Sunday Mirror. I was like, hello? He's like, oh, is, is this Ben Hatchett? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, you know, you're interested in writing a book. And you start talking about questions and all that. I'm thinking, but you're, you're not a book, bro. You're, you're, you're the Sunday Mirror. He's like, yeah, yeah, we just want to do a story about your thing. I was like, nah, mate. I started shooting myself. I could get sent back to fucking high secures for this shit. I'm, I'm scared. So, I, you know, I don't want to know. Two days later, this like, and the, 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 the phone's gone again. Someone's got me for the phone. I ring and it's like a young female voice. Oh, hi, Ben. You know, oh, my name's Amy from the Sunday Mirror. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you try, you, that's a bit dirty. I've been away all these years and you're doing that. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, wow, oh, what? I was like, listen, I can't do that. I should have said nothing. Leave me alone. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. When, you go, when you left Broadmoor, where did you go? Uh, Ashworth, there's three high secures in the country. I did two. When Broadmoor kicked me out, I went up to Ashworth. What was that like? Scousers are cool. Scousers. Scousers. Do you know what? They're sensitive. Yeah, their banners on point. I'll tell you what, a lot of them, obviously, you get your assholes and that, you know, in them sort of places and all, but do you know what? I've got to say nice things about, you know, Ashworth. A lot of them was good there. The gym staff, the psychologists, you know, lads. Again, you get your ups and your sort of downs. But for me in Ashworth, I grew as a person. I, I did a lot of growing there. It wasn't easy. There's some big, you know, some things coming out on the, on the movie. Like, you know, I was accused of allegedly going to take one of the most, at that time, one of the most infamous people in the country hostage. It was alleged. But they say alleged. I was punished for it. But obviously all that would be coming out and that as well. Mm -hmm. So there's some big things coming out. When did you start doing boxing then? Um, mostly and I actually started training when I was younger I trained a bit but you know when you're involved in that street life and that that just takes full priority but in Ashworth there was um, a former staff and he actually you know he's quite he's quite known Tony Quigley and do you know what I respect Tony Quigley so much and he's a staff and he fought Paul Smith in the Echo Arena yeah. but you know you know, unfortunately he had some like things happen to him and he went through it and Next thing he works as a staff, and you know, in Ashworth, and I was always kind of about boxing, and I was watching his UFC, and I was always trying to train. And then when I was telling him what I wanted to do, because I put him in my book at the end, like people are saying thank you to. Every time I used to tell these people, these staff and guys, I used to tell them what, what I'm going to do when I get out. They was like, oh, right. they would entertain it, but they just knew. They just thought I was fucking mad. They was like, whatever. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? They, I could see it. Like, they thought, you're fucking mm -hmm. mad. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Do you know what I mean? Do you want, do you want to do some colouring in? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, one of them ones. But when I said it to Tony, we were sitting there playing, we were sitting there playing a game. He spun the chair around. I said, how are you going to do it? And he sat there and he was like, and it's the first person I've been speaking to about. And it's the first person I could see in his eyes was fully interested and fully believed and gave me amazing advice. That's why I put him in the back of my book. And he, like, the advice he'd give me, I don't know if I get in trouble, but he used to show me footwork and he was saying, do this, do that. And the gym staff, they were all supportive of it, you know, when I yeah. they show me little things on the side. I can't name them because they'll get fucking sacked. Yeah. But, like, they, they know who they are and they know they, you know, they all contributed to what I'm doing now. That street fight's totally different from 
a boxing fight. Oh, Do you know what I mean? It's totally different techniques, totally different endurance. Mm. It's different adrenaline. It's crazy, man. That yeah. people think because the skin's scrapping the straight and then take it into a ring, it's a different ball game. Mate, it's a journey. I'm yeah. on. Like, I thought I could have it. Like, so I was not. I've knocked some big dudes out. Like I've mm -hmm. had it. I've had some scraps. But this boxing game is a, is a game changer. Like the yeah. footwork and everything. Like there's some guys. You think I'm about to box, and I think. I'm gonna hurt you, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, pop, pop, pop. I'm like, well, yeah. hey, you know, I got start getting on the mm -hmm. foot. And like, well, my cousin, my cousin Nicky, he's very, he's very good boxer. He's done the boxing for a while, and he loves exposing me. He mm -hmm. loves it. He loves getting them digs in. Do you know what I mean? That's like, good, man. You need a bit of competition as well, especially sparring. So you're yeah. a cat then, all your whole sentence, uh, majority of it. Yeah. When did you start working down it? After Ashworth. Um. Yeah, I've done all the therapy, and that's then that's How it. was it doing therapy for you? Speaking about your past, your trauma, your pain. It's just like no, it's intense. But obviously, I did a lot of it like one to one with the psychologist, and I think once you learn about yourself, there's a saying in my book. It's like to become who you are, you must know who you are. And I put that in the book, and I think you, you, I think you know what I mean by that. And yeah, it personally, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, if you want to. Uh, to be who you are you must know inside who mm. you are and that's not and you need to like look into the nitty and the gritty as well you need to really realise who you are and what you're representing mm. and so I learn about motions letting it go it's like a lot of these young guys don't know it's like whether they're having trouble at home or they're going through some bits and then someone will say something like say uh, I call me a dick and he'll be like hey try and mug me off and all them sort of it, it like all them sort of files in his head, like all that word relates mm. and it opens up this big file. So it may not be, and he'll go mad, but it might not be that word where he went mad. It's what associate, it's what emotions, yeah. emotions connected with what that person said. And that's what's, you know, and I think once you learn how to let things go, mm -hmm. focus on yourself, focus on what you're doing and trying and, you know, do that positivity. Yeah. I think, you know. Because human beings, it's, so, it's easy to talk about the good points. It's easy. easy to bum yourself up and talk how amazing you're doing or you do this or you make this. That shit don't mean anything. No. Let's talk about your pain. Let's talk about what you're addicted to. Let's mm. talk about what skeletons you've got in your closet because when you can do that, you will fucking truly heal because you've got to accept to heal. 100%. Everybody's scared. That's why it's so easy to be successful in this world right now because so many people are weak as fuck. Mm. Nobody wants to face reality. We hide. We hide behind it all, mask it all with fucking bullshit. Mm. Whether it's drink, drugs, overeating, anger, frustration, whatever it is, we mask some sort of pain by yeah. the external stuff. But let's talk about the deep stuff. Let's. Sh everybody's vulnerable. Yeah. I always fucking say it. We're all vulnerable. We're all weak. We all have flaws. Yeah. But when you actually own it and go, you know what? Fuck it. This is me. You accept it. You get the fuck out of my way. It's as simple as that, man. And we only get one life as far as I'm aware. But how are we going to utilize it? Your hours of the day, your seconds of the day. What is it you're doing? Are you lying in your bed feeling sorry for yourself, self-loathing? Are you going to get fucking up, put your foot in the floor, and say, you know what? I'm taking this day on, mm. fucking head on. I don't stop, man. We are non-stop. Me and Nick here, man. It's. I don't want to stop because I know how fucking fast you can lose it as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's. I'm on the rocket ship to fucking the stratosphere, and I need to make sure that I'm working hard on everybody else and. Staying humble, staying focused. Mm. But again, I'm still self-loving and still seeking there. I just want attention as well. Is it fame I'm craving? Is it money I'm craving as well? I've got to question every scenario, same as yourself. Mm. We're overthinkers. We, we visualise, but we also question everything, always, what we're always, doing. Always, always, Do you know what I mean? It's, it's scary to think. So when you're doing the boxing in prison, doing your stuff coming down, lower, you, did you realise that there's a chance you were getting out? When did you start thinking, okay, I'm getting out here? I think once I've done the once I've done all the therapies and, and 
you know, everything I was saying, I was sticking to it. I think that's when, you know, I started, certain staff started becoming on my side. You know, it, inside it's all political, it's all politics, you know. If they let someone out, they let people out, they go do something drastic, the papers, you know how the papers do their shit with yeah. loaded language, isn't it? it? It's the dominant effects and they don't like letting people out. It's very hard to get out of them services. Mm-hmm. But when I went many years without violence, everything I was saying I was doing, I was trying my best, they see it, you know, I carry myself well. I got attacked three times and didn't retaliate. You know, again, I must have this fucking look, in it. Even when I become positive, law of attraction, mm-hmm. I still get twatted a few times. It's like the test, f- so. Yeah, but I never retaliated once. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I come from violence. I was always quick to retaliate and I didn't retaliate once. That's How was that feeling for you not doing that? So proud. First time was hard. I went to myself, I thought, no, nah, I need to fucking back up. Like, I think I need to do something. Like, I, I don't know about this actually, man. Like, he put whack me in my mouth, like, you know, and then you're looking in the mirror, like, oh, am I cut? Like, and I let it go. And the second time it happened, the guy was on well and just attacked me at football and let it go. And I remember when I was in um, a meeting and the meeting was cured and they were talking about, it's like a risk meeting about what your risks and that are. And I remember when I saw it and this was it, one of my goals. You have like high, medium, low, violence, you know, risk of violence. Always high, 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 always high. And when they've done this risk assessment meeting, for the first time, it's a low. And I was so proud because I put that in my book. I, I want to be seen as my violence, the risk is low. I put it, I don't know how I worded it, but I put it in there and I saw it and they had like this projector, they put it there and like, to them, they just thought fucking nothing's progress. Well, to me, but to me, it was something special. You know what I mean? I thought, I'm doing, I'm doing right. You know, the universe is coming through with me now, man. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something right. And obviously how me and Liam met and, the people that I'm meeting, you know, Joe Egan was amazing. Joe, Joe, Joe Egan is one of the nicest, yeah. humblest, yeah. giant men ever. Oh, yeah. I love the guy. We become friends. Mm-hmm. We're going to have for dinner. Honestly, man, he is amazing. The way he talks and that as well. Honestly, yeah. he, he, he's, he's a top guy. Yeah, I love Joe. You know, having his support, you know, because the guy, he's got a past as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, be able to connect with someone like that. It's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, Dave Courtney, I'll tell you that's something as well. Like, when me and Dave Courtney met in it long, it's like, you know, he has that very sort of charismatic, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I bet people like him and they don't. It's a showman. Yeah. yeah. But with the interview me and him had, people are going to see a different side. They're going to see a bit of a different Dave. I think where I'm coming from, a lot of people are relating to it. They see that, you know, People I meet know I'm a bit fucked up. They know, everyone knows what I've went through and, you know, I'm never, I, I carry a lot of pain. I carry the, the demons, you know, they call it PTSD, whatever they call it. I'm carrying it because of what I went through at a young age. It's not easy. But I mean, these people, I think they're realising they're connecting and everyone's supporting. Like you today, you know, you've seen you bringing me and what we're trying to do, the message we're trying to send is amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's all we can do, mate, is try. That's all, it, man. that's all we can do is try. Did you have any visitors when you were in jail? Uh, when I was in Broadman, I, I was done. I, I, I disconnected from everyone. I was done. I didn't want to see anyone. It was over. You know, when I was in the jails, a few of my friends come up. But towards the end, when I was local, I had fantastic support. Like, you know, the, the staunch ones, my cousins, you know. They, when I went away, my cousins were little. There was all boys. There was all little, little boys in there. Every time it's going to the house, they were just trying to attack me. There was like a little team of them. That one be grabbing the leg, one be jumping on me. They're men now. They're boxing me up and that now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I moved away with them. And I'm building a relationship more with them and that, you know, I have friends that if they're still doing that antisocial stuff, 
I'll see him, I'll always be polite, I'll never not. But anyone who's, you know, negative or not trying to do, you know, not trying to see a vision or wants to try and put it down and all that, I just... Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've got this goal, I've got this dream, I've got this vision, I'm doing it. You know Are you still mean? meditating now? Um, I think I'll do my best to, right? It's difficult, I'm still adjusting, yeah. mm-hmm. James. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, still, still like. Still early, three months. Nah, t- not even three months, shit. Yeah. Know, 10 years, you mm-hmm. know, 10 years. I'm still adjusting, still trying new foods and going here and going there, not thinking, shit, I've got to be back now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I need to be better at this time. I've got to get up at this time. I have to take my med- medication at this time. And you open license or anything? I'm on like a hospital license, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're, they're all supporting for me to come off it in a year. They're very behind uh, what I'm doing. They're even uh, trying to recommend me. They're putting a reference. I'm trying to work with uh, the No Knives, the organization where I live mm-hmm. as a local community center for the No Knives. And um, yeah, so that's going really well. They're supporting there because that's, that's my main goal at the minute. I'm having um, meetings and that with the managers and all that at the No Knives. So actually to be able to try and yeah, doing all this, it's, it's amazing. We don't know who's seeing it, you know. I've probably said to people who's seeing you, you didn't know about it, you're having such an effect. So with everything that we're doing, we don't know the effect that we're having. So for me, what my end goal is to try and change some of these guys, not even trying to change them, just trying to like build them up or be there for them, mm-hmm. someone they can connect with and relate. Because I know nice, these girls, they come from like middle class and all this. They ain't gonna fuck it. You ain't going to connect with these dudes. You ain't not going to connect with these guys. Mm-hmm. Mate, I just want to be this with someone. Hopefully, I c- they can connect with, maybe guide them, and you know, and say things, trying to build them up, give them that help, give them that confidence. Something that I never had, and that's all I want to do, man. Just try and. And there's a guy I was speaking to. Um, he's watching the football, and um, he's like, oh, "I've seen you on YouTube. I've seen you, you. You're doing this." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "Ben, oh, my name's Martin." We was talking. He goes, "What well, you doing? It's really good." And I started talking to him, and he's done quite a bit as well. Actually, at the youth centre I was at. He's the one who put all the boxing equipment up there. And I was like, fucking hell, it's a small world. It's funny how you meet mm. people when you're on something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Doors open. Doors open. You meet people. Like, it's all connected. And um, he said to me, there's one lad he'll never forget. He was a very troubled lad. He was always causing trouble. And then um, years later, he was in Tesco's for shopping. I'm like, what? You right? He turns around. He goes, oh, it's such and such. And there he is, Mrs. Kid, and I go, oh, mate, yeah, I'm doing all this and do that. And I've, even that, it gets me emotional. I just think if one day, I, one day in, in so many years, someone come up to me, oh, Ben, man, you really, like, do you know what I mean? I went and done this, man, thank you. Like, man, that, that's it, man, I've done it. I've, I've achieved mm-hmm. it, man. If I can just stop someone going through that pain. Because it's, 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 it's bullshit. The, the, the street life is bullshit. I know that sometimes it can't be, for certain things happen for certain circumstances, but... I just the amount of pain I had to go through, the amount of things that I've seen, the horrible things I've heard, and you know I was lived there with murderers and killers and like, do you know what I mean real you know real dudes I met I've seen it all I've seen some disgusting people all in my high pro do you know what I mean like it, you don't you can't just wash that away from you it's stuck with me now you know and I and I accept that and I I live with that you know I'm trying to deal with it hopefully I keep doing it you know just just having all this is is really energizing me to achieve it hopefully the fight comes through because that's like you know the climax for i have to have this fight but um how are you dealing with it all how do you think since you've been out everything's moving a bit fast for you are you enjoying the journey i'm you're enjoying the wave make sure you're enjoying it though yeah don't put too much pressure on yourself life is for living yeah you've made your fuck ups you're trying to rectify it by doing good but also Sometimes we can try and save the world, but still we still need to try and save ourselves, which is very important. Mm. Your energy is powerful. You've got to create it to 
get you in a better mindset so people can look up to you and go, if he can do it, I can do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. You must keep protecting yourself, always protect yourself from everything else because it's difficult. We try and save the world, we're doing good, so we try and give people the tools and techniques to yeah, follow yeah, us, yeah. but they ain't ready because if somebody told me the shit that I was talking now five years ago, I'd have told them to fuck off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be ready and understand that everything is possible. Everything. What did it for you? you know, well, the law of attraction, what was the last of June? I read The Power of job? Now, man. The Power of Now? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I, I always promote that book. I read that at 30. Mm. I was just partying, I was fucking around, I was... I just lost so many people to murder, suicide, overdose, I had police at the door. I've been visiting prisons for a very young age, for as young as I can remember, just mm. go to see family members. And yeah, man, my mum and dad did what they could, they loved me. But if money was always tight. We stayed in a very a place called Stony Hurst Street in Glasgow, it's fucking wild. And um, yeah, and I was through a bit of a turmoil. Fucked it, went on the drink, drugs, went on a roller coaster, hid behind the pain, mm. masked it with laughter, fear, just anxiety. And then I changed at 30. And then I've had a couple of speed bumps along the way. I've fucked it a few times back on the gear. Now I'm back on the path again. I've learned. Yeah. I know now that everything that I do is my decision. I know what's right for me. I know what's wrong for me. Mm. Nobody can tell me otherwise. So if I fuck up, it's more than doing. I can't point fingers anymore. I can't keep blaming. But now I'm just, I know what I'm doing. Mm. People, Everything I've said two years ago, I've done. Now I'm just going to take over and keep pushing. Mm. And just as what it is, just keep hustling. I feel like it, I say, I feel it's like, yeah, it's all the energy. Like, for listen, you. man, it's a struggle. Mm. Life ain't fucking easy. People always tell me you're killing it, you're doing well, you're doing this. I don't feel fuck all. I still feel the same guy five years, ten years ago. More problems come as well. I've got more problems and issues that I had ten years ago when shit was going wrong. But I handle it better. Mm. I do not shy away. I do not fucking hide. You cannot tell me I'm a coward. Thirty-five years ago, thirty-four, last thirty-four years, you could have not now. I'm doing it. I'm not asking for approval. I'm doing it. I'm just, mm. I'm doing what I can. But sometimes I question it. What does it mean? I don't know what it fucking means. I just know that I'm not harming anybody. Yeah. I found a passion. I'm very good at what I do. And I just, I'll take it further. My visions and ideas might change in five years. I was very good at starting something and never finishing it. Now I'm going to finish this. Now I'm going to take over. I will be the biggest on the planet, I believe, in the next three years. And even if, I'd, but again, I question that. What does it mean? Is that my ego? Is that my addiction? Does it feel right. That's why. It feels right. Yeah, yeah. Feels. I feel as if yeah, I can create a platform so big where yeah. people will change lives, not just one, not just two, but millions. We can yeah. we can just create that. You don't need to feel alone. You don't need to be depressed. Now people say that slogan. It's okay not to be okay. Is it okay? Is it, it's okay not to be okay? But again, that's true. But you don't need to live there. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to feel the pain and the misery every fucking day. You can mm. make the changes. You can change your neural pathways to the way you think, to the way you feel, to the way you speak. You can change the whole dynamics of your life, but you must dig deep to do it. Because if you've done 10, 20, 30, 40 years of wrongdoing, drug abuse, whatever it is you've done, you can't just change that in one day. No. It's a small, steady process, but just remind yourself when you have one bad day, then go and have two good. But again, we're doing it, mate. We're, sometimes I quit. I, I wing it. Like you say, there's I'll no questions here. You know what I mean? I, I'll it, say it just, all the time. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. I just, but we're I just doing something it, right because yeah, yeah. somebody keeps popping yeah, out of these guys. Just, works, yeah. weird, but just, uh, just fucking wing it. People yeah. say, oh, yeah. I ain't got a clue. <laughs> we're admitting it. We're admitting it. Let's ask. We're representing this. We're both right. We're just wigging it. Somebody says you're doing amazing. Sometimes I walk away and go, Phil, you, you can't. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just know what I'm doing is working and people enjoy it. That will fizzle. That yeah. will go out. 
but then I'll just I don't want to be one of these guys sitting in a pub and saying I could have been a contender I could have made it at 40 years of age 50 these people know where their fuck ups went yeah. so why not doing something now that you've still got air in your lungs to now create something now that you know fucked up your life 20 years ago I don't want to be one of those guys so now I'll just create 30 in my 30s and show the world that what I can do mm. from just believing and yourself, fuck everybody else, That's and it, it is scary. PTIW, because, yeah, prove them all wrong. Fuck them all, mate. That's but it. I'm doing me. We're yeah. doing it. And it you know. How did your book come about? The law of attraction. You know when you like you, you, you find a girl from you find a girl. It's like, well, like, she want to show her off. Like they call, they call mm. it a trophy girl. You find out like, a trophy girl, and everyone wants to show her off. Mm. I found law of attraction. It was my trophy. I wanted to tell the world. I want to show law of attraction off to the world. And all these books, like Tony Robbins once put, like he put a quote. Saying like, because technically my book in the library would be self-help. You know, I'm asked the categories. Yeah. No, the categories might be under self-help. And Tony Robbins was saying, when it comes to like self-help books, a lot of people don't read past the second chapter. So that stuck with me because I started doing all this research. I wanted to write a book. And then so I went, to, I went and got these self-help books and I, I counted how many sort of pages two chapters was. Averagely about like 40. So I thought, if I write a book less than 40 pages... They're going to read it all, aren't they? It's two chapters, isn't it? So they're not just going to read two chapters of my book and fuck it off and get bored. They're going to read the whole thing. So I thought, all right, so I've got to break it down to 40. I've got to break it down. I wanted it. Sometimes I read books, there's words and shit I don't understand. I come from a council estate, you know. You know, my, 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 I can't spell. I can read, but I can't spell and things. And a lot of people I know are like that, or they, they can't sit in for long periods and read, or, you know. Especially now when you've got so much social medias and so many distraction TVs, you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of people sit like now and read books. People do, people don't. All this audio or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to like, and I wanted to put the science behind law of attraction. A lot of people, they like, say law of attraction, when, when they don't know about it and I talk to them about it, they think, what's that? Is that a religion? I was like, no, it's not, it's not really a religion. It's, you know, you could call it that's I'm having faith, but there's a lot of science behind law of attraction. Is a vibe. What is a vibe? A vibe is a vibration at a frequency, and there's so much. When I started going on a journey, learning about it, you know, sitting there, how to raise your raise your vibrations, and you know, we look at things and we and we think, you know, that's solid. That's not solid, bro. That's just vibrating at a different frequency. Mm -hmm. We know we're this, we're made up of the same thing, which is an atom. You know, every oh, I've got the same atoms as the sea, the grass, everything. So. My whole journey of learning about it, again, I just wanted to try and put it into words that other people can understand and they could sort of see, like, how I fall in love with something. Read this, it'll make you feel like I try and, you know, was it, you can take the horse to water, but I wanted, like, to take the water to everyone and be like, look, this is the book, and, you know, read and, you know, yeah. know what you think. Everything about. has frequencies. I know some people struggle with that, but if you look at the Wi-Fi connection as well, you can't see it, but it can connect you with people from all around the world, yeah. the same as any vibration. If you think about a friend or... Sometimes they'll phone you straight away and you go, fuck me, I'm just thinking about you. It's just everything is connected, even ex-partners or whatever. There's a connection there. Same as if you sleep with a girl, it's a sexual energy exchange. Yeah. It's called where it's like plugging your fucking phone into charge. You're taking on the pain, the trauma, whatever they're dealing with, as well as the people who's also been with them. So mm. again, I was a womanizer, so my head, one of the reasons my head was fucked because you're fucking old these different energies and fucking yeah. while on top of drugs and drink and gambling, your head's fucked and yet you think you're okay. Mm. You think you have a sleep and the, the, the slate's wiped clean, but it's not. Mm. You've got to really cleanse yourself and become a better person. And then once your vibration starts 
happening. I wouldn't be sitting here if I was doing the stuff that I was doing. No, so it clearly works if you. It's everybody's mad, got an aura. Yeah. So if you do bad stuff, it will poke holes in your aura, and that's right. when all the negative stuff comes in. Look, people walk into a room, I know energies. You know who's sad, you know who's feeling depressed. I can pick a sentence up and pick somebody's spirits up straight away because I just know straight away who's approachable, who's not. Mm. I don't know why I've got it. I did a Reiki course, which I always speak about, but that's all about healing energies. And it might sound crazy, but it works for me. It could mm. be crazy. But again, it works, uh, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're not hurting I might have anybody. I'm in the whole universe, bro. I was, I was in Boom, I was in Ashwin. Minute, minute, Some I was fucking cool, good talking gear, Talking with the universe, man. Yeah. Like, I'm in the deal with the universe. Yeah. Like, it sounds so when you crazy. Get out then, when did you get your lib date? 17th of July, just going. Did you know it was coming up? Or did you? I knew I had my parole coming on. Mm -hmm. I knew they was being serious about releasing me because they found me accommodation. How many times did you go to the parole board? That was my third. I lost the other two. I lost the two before. Did you ever feel like quitting and thinking, fuck it, this isn't yeah, of working? Of course, of course. You know, it's, them, it's them tests, but, you know, it's the support. That I think, you know, a lot of self-talk and you, it is like you said, you have to dig deep. You know, you got to really sort of dig deep. What am I going to do? Like, just give up and that's it. I mean, that, that, the vision of this dream I've got, I have to do it. And I just, it, you know, there was cool sort of times that, you know, I sat down and I thought, I can't do this, man. I want to do this. And even since coming out now, I'm like, oh shit, you know, with the boxing, I'm getting schooled left, right, and centre with the boxing and that, you know, I'm coming on every week. There's one pro I'm training with. When we first spotted, he black eyed me a couple months ago. He black eyed me in the gym. Mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, why, you know, we can. Yeah. But then uh, we, we sparred uh, two weeks ago. He's like, you come on a million times. Do you know what I mean? Again, have my cousin's support. It's just about having that. I had to go back and read my own book at sometimes, like actually read to my own book yourself. to remind. And then it's about right, like trying to remember how low chat, like you know, remembering how certain things have come in your life because you you've manifested it. And I said, I've got you know, I just got to keep. Sometimes them happen because you know what what, what we're manifesting. Certain scenarios have to happen for you to go on that path. Like how I met you know Liam Galvin, who I'm doing the filming with. You know, I met him through me escaping. You know, I wouldn't have met him if I didn't escape from the, uh, I escaped at one point in the hospital. And I wouldn't have met him if I didn't escape. Now this whole journey with Liam is you know, Liam's been fantastic, you know, he's like he's like honestly he's been like my adopted dad now, man. He is, man, he is. And, you know, he's the one putting through Joe and Dave and everything. He really saw my vision. I, I was in a mental hospital, bro. James James be real, if I rang you up, yeah, let's be real. If I rang you up from a mental hospital, bro, a couple of years back, mm -hmm. I said, mate, listen, I had to how I got Liam's number, I can't even remember. But <coughs> But I got this geezer's personal number and I thought, I've probably got about a minute on the phone with him before he thinks, what the fuck, and like hangs up on mm. me. So I've got about a minute. So I sat there for a while. I thought, oh, I could try and, you know, I'll try and play it going and I'll say this. And I rang the phone. I was like, listen, man, I'm the only geezer kid that's broad, man. I've got this guy, I want to be a fighter. And I, I was like, rambled for a minute yeah, and it just went quiet. And I thought, is he still there? <laughs> and I think it was like, what was it? Oh fuck off, Harry! Or something like that. Mm -hmm. He thought I was one of his mates, ringing him up, winding him up, and mm -hmm. I was like, "No, it's not a wind up." Honestly, can you just hear me out? What I've got to say, and and he, you know, he's like, "Okay, we, we talk next week," and you know, and I, I sat there whole week. Please ring, please. But then I mm -hmm. sort of felt I knew you. I knew you, I knew you would. I just everything you've done with the films, and I knew my story. I knew I've had papers ringing me up. I knew I had story, and I knew I had something. I felt it, and he did. He ran back up, and you know, and he started hearing me out more, and then. You know, when I was on day releases, when we shouldn't, we done, we done some training, we did some filming, did some interviews. He stuck with me for the whole process, man. Yeah, fair clear. Yeah, and it's been amazing. He saw it, and you know, again, like sitting, yeah. sitting here, man, it's crazy. Like, but it's good when we get somebody who fights your corner, who doesn't walk away, who doesn't run away. Yeah. 
because if you've got abandonment issues and you've seen it your whole life that everybody turns against you it's hard to trust anyone yeah. it's hard to give your your full trust to someone to go okay you believe in me I'm not going to let you down look at Mike Tyson as well his trainer and when he died he kind of went off the rails as well so mm. we need to come to a conclusion and come to understand that obstacles will arise yeah. people do come and go in your life it's not to be like if they walk away then so be it people will come into your life you'll learn the lesson then they'll go away everybody yeah. comes into your life for a lesson I believe that's what I've truly understood now and that's what I'm still working on that no matter who comes into your life there's always lessons yeah. no matter what it is so when you get out then what was it like for the very first day you get out I had a party there was a party seen the video have seen you seen the video, video? Yeah, seen the video? Yeah. today on the train yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a video mm-hmm. yeah, was your friend done that yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. they, they done that at a party. People grew up with, and my cousins and that. It was, yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, I had a big, had a party, man. And my friend done the singing. Did you see my friend with the singing? Yeah. Like, he's sick, isn't he? Like yeah, he yeah. could be something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he's like you know there was music and all that, and it was just such a good vibe. It was weird because I felt like oh I've got to be back. Like you know I'm, I'm do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It felt sort of still quite. Where know, did you stay? Own. Did you have somewhere to stay? When yeah, you came like out? accommodation. You know I got a flat secure unit in Hastings. No, no, it's a flat. Yeah. I'm in a flat now in mm-hmm. Hastings. So, you know, to go back, obviously, my conditions, I had to be there at night. So, I had the party, went back that night. And, yeah, and it's just sort of weird waking up in the morning. Like, this time's breakfast, going down to the... Oh, no one's there. Like, you know, I've got to do it myself now. And I, yeah. I walked down to Asda's, a little walk. And I walked down there and got mm-hmm. some bits of shopping. I got some most randomish shit as well. <laughs> it didn't even make sense what things I got. Yeah. I just, I come back. I was like, this doesn't even go, right? And it was just, yeah. And it's what just time you getting up in the morning? You're still up at six, seven? Oh, yeah, half seven every morning. Yeah. Half seven, I'm up. Half seven. But that's a good thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your daily routine like now? Um, again, still adjusting with everything that's going on. It's still sort of, you know, I got my training's okay. I've got some, you know, amazing coaches. Jamie McGuigan, again, a young guy who's been my coach, who's really, you know, he's seen what he's doing. And then a guy, Zach, who's my uh, strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. You know, the, guy, the guy's not, he's not even doing it for money, but he, do, he sees what I'm doing. He's training me, to, he's taking time out of twice a week. And he's not, he's, you know, he's not charging. How does that make you feel? Uh? People are giving you an opportunity. People are see they can see that there's something there. They believe in you. How does that make you feel? Amazing, man. No one believes in me. Do you know what I mean? I never felt equal in the system. So you've gone from not even, sometimes I don't even feel like worthy. Sometimes I don't even feel equal. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm so used to sort of being like down here when everyone's there, like in the system. And like now, you know, you're having them normal conversations, you know, it's, it's and then people believing in what I'm doing. I think a lot of people relating to, you know, people have either fucked up in life or people, you know, trying to help. Like a lot of them connecting with a lot of people and people see what I'm doing and they're giving me time and energy and it's giving me more motivation mm-hmm. to achieve this. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, and it's it's been it's an amazing experience what's going on at the minute and I you know and I think I just I you know like saying it what's it all for like saying like saying I don't you know mm-hmm. we don't know I don't know what it's all for but I'm doing it and I'm winging it and my mind it feels right so it must be right who knows where it's going yeah but it's working and I'm getting people like I said to you coconut they're saying you know. People that I look, I say, look up to people, I'm like, wow, like I'm a fan of, you know, Jaegan, Day, like, you know, I'm like fans of, and they're telling me what you're doing is good, and you know, I've got to be doing fucking something right, you know what yeah. I mean? Sitting here with you, mm-hmm. James, you, you know, come on, man, do you know what I mean? This is of course you giving me an opportunity yeah. to come here, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's enough respect, it's you know, enough love for giving me the opportunity to come here, you know, talk with you, and you know, yeah, I spoke to you on the people. phone, man, you reached out, so why not? Yeah, everything's about 
giving people chances and this isn't a chance you're doing me a favour just as much as I'm doing you one it's mm. teamwork yeah. do you know what I mean you're getting your story out there people are going to watch it it's still people will pick things up from it I've seen your story I say man this boy's got something you just got to keep grinding man keep pushing and the world's yours mate just go out and fucking take it brother yeah. so going forward then for the future tell me what's Ben going to do what's he going to achieve well, no, he needs, needs someone to get the license for the fight. Fucking COVID, COVID's like, it's completely, you know, even that is, is testing my vision a bit. You, you know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. COVID's really knocking it. You like, push through it though. Exactly. That's just obstacles. Just, you know, they're saying only top athlete can fight at the minute. They're saying top athlete fighters, that's it. They're saying, you know, we, we was trying to get a license in Essex to set the venue. Yeah, Alan, who I'm meant to be fighting for the IBA, but this, you know, Essex refused the license, and mm-hmm. all because of COVID. It's like, so I'm trainer, I've got people, and it's like, well, you know, I'm meant to be fighting. Like, well, when am I getting this? When, when can I fight? Yeah, you know, but it will pass. Mm. These are just tests, so be patient. You've been patient your whole fucking life anyway, yeah, especially yeah. if you're in Broadmoor. You need to be patient, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I in the fucking loony bin. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as time in fucking Wilmer, bro. Yeah, no such thing as time. Like, He's all dressed, what's the... the the dress code light in there? Well, they just kind of, yeah, a lot of them still sort of, they'll keep the old sort of, right, fashion sort of. Is that? Yeah, it's like, they say like normal clothes, but it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and especially the old school ones, like, it's called the arseholes, they used to like mm. wearing that, and the POF badge, like Prison Officers mm-hmm. Association, and you just feel, oh, fucking arsehole, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean yeah, yeah, yeah but, but the, your COVID, the COVID will pass, bro. Mm. This is just test, it's go, it'll happen sooner. Yeah. And later, so I wouldn't. It's just been impatient because you've waited all this time yeah. to get your chance to prove that you're doing something. But you're already doing it. Yeah. Sitting here, you're doing it. Training in the gym, you're doing it. Yeah. These are the goals. These are the steps. It's just a case of chipping away, man. So, where do you see yourself in the boxing? Do you see yourself future world champion, or do you just see yourself just being happy to fight and showing people? Just that being you can happy change? to fight, but when when I when I you know when I get in that ring. I ain't gonna dance around. I'm not gonna, you know. I'm coming. I'm coming to war. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, when I when I when I when I step into that ring, I'm I'm a, you know I'm gonna bring something. Do you know what I mean? When people wanna see that, when they wanna see an entertaining fight, that's what I'm gonna bring to the table. I'm gonna bring that, that energy. I'm gonna bring that exuberance. Even when I walk out, people will think it's gonna be a fight. And I promise, when I get in that ring with whoever, it's gonna be fireworks. And I promise that. And that's, that's what I want to offer. I want I want to give people excitement and they say, look, you know, from fucking life sentence in Broadmoor, it's just like watching this guy who's like, who's, who's putting on one of the best fucking fights in the scene. That, that's it, achieved. Yeah, fair play. You know yeah. what I mean? Do you enjoy getting punched? Yeah, I, I, I take it. Yeah. I take it. I Some people what, do. It's been through a lot of pain, a lot of prison yeah. time. They enjoy it because yeah. it's a bit of, just showing them that they're alive but they also yeah. embrace it because they've been through that much pain exactly. they enjoy fighting no, I won't stop I'm, I, won't, I will not stop when I get in that ring when, when this all happens now I will not stop like I'm coming do you know what I mean I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coming to, to fight you know I'm not going to be one of these half-hearted guys James it's not going to be me like I'm coming so whoever out there we've got any more promoters out there and they, they you know they, 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 they want someone who, they want a fighter they want someone who's going to give their heart you know it's do, I, I, I will bring that's, that's me do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's, that's how 
the energy I've got for this. It's it's it's, it's everything, you know. I, that this fight, you know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to put everything into. It. I've got the trainings in, and you know, where we can't even spar yeah. now, bro. Where's we have the, to yeah. spar. Not like we, we have a secret space uh-huh. that we have to we've matted out and that. That I have to bring people in yeah, to spar. You can't even up, do man. pad works yeah. in there. So like trying to like you know again I'm, I'm, I'm you know I can fight but boxing's a different thing. So me trying to learn all this and bring people in. Sometimes people are cautious. Oh, you're not meant to be doing that, and it's very difficult. Like it's like the whole thing's a test right mm-hmm. now. But it, you know, and then we get knocked back from Essex, and they say, "No, we can't give you a license." But um, it won't stop. It won't stop me. Do you know what I mean? I, I will. In the end, in the end, I will. You know, they say we can't stream because you're not allowed. I will pull it out there on my fucking Instagram or YouTube, and I'll just let everyone watch it. I'll just whoever. I'll just take a fight in some local gym to to do it. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because that's how it feels. You know, yeah, but don't be impatient. It's, it's all going to happen. You've worked that yeah. hard to get to where you are today to keep pushing, keep hustling, finish your year strong, finish your head above water because yeah. people are sinking and they're sinking fast. So you must just pop your head up and say, Do you know what? It will pass. Fuck mm-hmm. it. If you can do a stunt in Broadmoor, mate, I'm sure you can wait another three <laughs> months to COVID passes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it is. It's just, it's difficult, it's, mate. It's, yeah, yeah, you're patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You waited this whole time to show yeah. people that I'm going to do it. It's in place. Where is the, Where was the fight going to be? We had two locations. We had two locations. Can you where say York, that? Where, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll call. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, fucking right, bro. I'll be there, brother. So, how do you think back now, looking back in your life? What do you think from the person that you are to the, the man you're becoming now? What do you? How do you think? See, it? it's a roller coaster. Do you, yeah, some, do you think sometimes that fucks me? Did I actually live that? Massively. Listen, there, there was many times when I was where well, I could have finished it. Do you know what I mean? I thought about it. You know, not just, I think a lot of people do when they're as well. And people, you know, unfortunately do. And I've seen it. Suicide? Seen, yeah. And I felt it. I remember I had like really bad acne on my face when I was away. And um, there's a medication called Roaccutane. I don't know if you've heard of it. Like, it. It kills acne off. Like they give you these mad creams and all that. But some of them work, some of them don't. But my got bad and they gave me Roaccutane. You, you know, this, there's been programs about Roaccutane. And it's like, it, people commit suicide of this drug. It works. It got real wet but it fucks people up and gets them depressed. I sat there and I'm on soul one time and just sort of like scared and really upset and I was really contemplating it. I'm really contemplating suicide. Like really, not just, you know, when you sit and think, but I was really thinking about it, like, do you know what, I'm done. Like I'm, re- I'm really done with this shit. But yeah. I had nothing. I had, I had no, people wanted to fucking hurt me. I, I didn't feel any love, I didn't feel anything. I had no goals, I had no ambition, I had nothing. I'm just, I'm just existing in a fucking, in hell. You know, mm-hmm. like, boom, I'm just existing. But, but you're here now, brother. I'm here now. I'm coming out here now yeah, with James yeah, English. Yeah. You know what I mean? For so, anybody that's in this struggle, for anybody yeah. that maybe feeling lonely, feeling weak, maybe suicidal, yeah. feeling neglected, what advice would you give for them? I've been there, like, so, so I feel, don't don't just think, oh, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I know, I feel how you feel. Like, if you're contemplating, you're feeling it. I feel it. I was there. Yeah? You had you have to dig deep just show character just talk to people you know I didn't have anyone or I didn't even feel like I had anyone to speak to but you have to sort of self-talk yourself distract yourself or reach out to people if you're outside and reach out to, to people that will support even Samaritans or something and just like you said earlier James just take them small steps you know things may be like shit right now at that time they may feel that it's done but look, when I felt when I was where when I, when I was at where they're at when if you anyone's watching this and they're like that now, look where I am now to when how I was feeling that. Do you get what I'm saying? That from 
Life sentence brought more to meeting some amazing people, having amazing, you know, Joe, Coke, and the inspiration I'm trying to do with the whole fight to sit in here with you. Look at that. Look at that. Do you get what I mean? Life sentence brought more, done. Sitting here, interview, James English. The journey again along the way, you know what I mean? It's ups and downs, it's not easy. You know, and like you're saying, life will test us. You have to show that character. You have to find something. You have to distract and and push forward. Love it, brother. Ben, absolute Amazing. pleasure, brother. Look forward to seeing your future. Yeah. Get your fight. I'll be there when it's, if it kicks off. And for a loud there, I'll definitely be there. Team, Liam, thank you, brother. Yeah. Also, for people watching, how can they get you on social media? How can they watch your stuff? How can they get your book? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's going to be things on YouTube which obviously, yeah, obviously any of you but if you actually want to hit me directly it's Instagram Ben underscore Hatchet official it's like Ben Hatchet I'll come up in the description anyway for people watching just yeah. click the links what about but, your YouTube but, but channel watch the journey there I do you know I do honestly I highly come people please come and support what I'm trying to do mm. let's reach out you know, see, you know, come and see law of attraction for yourself. You know what I mean? If you're questioning, if you're ever not sure about it, you know what I mean? Follow, you know. Yeah, can people buy your James? book? Yeah, book's available on Amazon. What about uh, your YouTube channel? No, I don't, I don't do, I don't, yeah. really, I don't really do the YouTube and that. Maybe I should, but. Get all that everything up and running, get your videos out there, man. Everything's about, everything's business. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything's about building a platform. So if you can eventually tell your story or do other things, it's just reaching a, 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 reaching a wider audience. So yeah. it's something definitely to dig into. If you yeah. don't want to do it, then so be it. But and just as many as platforms as you can to just keep creating awareness. Yeah. For an inspiration, brother. I genuinely rooting for you. I can't wait oh, to see what you do for the future again. Man, thank you. Thank man. you, brother. God bless. You can also watch my podcast on my YouTube channel. The link is in the bio if you'd like to subscribe. You can follow me on my social media platforms to see who my next guest is. Follow me on Facebook at James English 11, Twitter, James English 0, Instagram, James English 2. You can also download these podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. Sports Social Podcast Network.